Welcome to another episode of the Supply Chain Ambassador Podcast. I am your host, helping you navigate the world of supply chain in a fun and engaging way. Shared Services Canada recently established a center of expertise in agile and innovative procurement. The center of expertise was meant to explore and test agile innovation procurement practices and to share this expertise throughout the federal government. To help me understand what the Agile Center of Expertise does, I welcome our guest for today, Guilain Carrière. Guilain Carrière is the director of the Center of Expertise in Agile and Innovative Procurement at Shared Services Canada. An engineer by training, for nearly 20 years, she has applied a talent for innovation and process improvement to transform federal government procurement. Guilain is a passionate advocate of Agile and is always on the lookout for opportunities to partner, to experiment, and to innovate using Agile approaches in the federal government space. And with that said, welcome, Guilain Carrière. Bon matin, good morning. Good morning to you too. So. What is the center of expertise in agile and innovative procurement? So uh, in 2019, so we launched at the Agile uh, Symposium uh, that we organized with the uh, CIPMM. So we launched the center of expertise in agile innovative procurement. So it's a small team that within SSC has designed uh, various innovative mechanisms. One of them is Agile Procurement Process 3.0. That is a contracting framework um, that enables SSC to move to agile procurement. Okay. And I'm, I will be talking about it today. Okay. So what are the main objectives of the center of expertise? Uh, we want to make procurement uh, simpler and faster, uh, simpler for the, the, the vendors, faster uh, for everybody. We want to produce better outcomes with, with the contracts. We want the procurement to be more inclusive. So there's a lot of innovative uh, socioeconomic measures under uh, agile procurement, at least the way we are implementing that. And uh, we heavily um, leverage the private sector expertise in, in our process. I'll explain that in a few minutes. Okay. So what are some of the procurement vehicles that you have implemented and how do they work? It's not a vehicle, a procurement vehicle, really. It's a way of doing agile procurement. And the way you can uh, picture that, it's it's like a legal thing. So there are tools and ways of engaging people that results in this framework. So how does that work? So let me just go over a, a few steps and say how we do this. Mm -hmm. So a client comes to us and say, oh, oh Guylaine and the team, I, I have this problem. So we start with by putting in place a cross-functional team. So we have technical expert, contracting expert, yeah. and yeah. the center of expertise is providing additional support than in a traditional. Uh, so this support is what we call support to drafting. And under the cross-functional team, we apply Scrum to procurement. So we design um, multiple increments and we develop collaboratively some of the uh, solicitation package. So at the beginning, you know, in a traditional procurement, your technical expert, they come to see you with a full-fledged statement of work, statement of requirements and their evaluation grid. And yeah. you start correcting them. We, we switch the gear. They come with nothing and we engage with them. Uh, we have developed a tool that is called Design Thinking Applied to Procurement. And what it is, is we have experts that coach the teams in order to characterize the experience of the end users of the 
to be procured IT solutions. In doing so, that helps us by having the right problem statements. Mm -hmm. But the way we, we do that, you know, is cross-functional team is engaging the private sector in refining each of element of, uh, of the solicitation. Okay. Uh, we develop what we call an invitation to refine. Everything is virtual. We minimize the number of written stuff. Mm -hmm. So under Agile Procurement, we go out with a problem statement, key challenges, minimum viable requirements, and we sprint with uh, the vendors to refine that. Wow. We put in place, uh, I, I know I don't let you to interrupt me. That just, no, this is I will good. just finish that. And good. after that, I'll give you back the mic. So the, we put in place evolving and scalable contracts. So that means that because the scope of the resulting contract is really to resolve the problems. So there are mechanisms in our contract that makes them very flexible. They can course, they could be cost correct. They could react to changes at the stage of the implementation, which you know what? That uh, put a lot of liberty uh, for at the design stage. Mm -hmm. uh, so people are less, okay, I need to prescribe because after that I'm stuck with a rigid contract. No, actually the contract is so flexible. Wow. that it, uh, it, it light uh, or it decreased the, the tension of the contracting, the technical people to prescribe everything. Wow. And we consider finally the artificial intelligence as a, at the outset of the procurement process to see if that could be helpful. So that's a bit of um, agile procurement process at SSC. Holy jeez. I have to say as a procurement officer myself, it just seems like, you know, the onus is on the technical authority to describe what they want. Sometimes they don't even know exactly what they want. Maybe it's, they just want a solution that a problem. They don't know the exact way to get there. Yeah, and what you are describing, it's interesting, Abruna, because what you are describing is what we think we have to do. Mm -hmm. We think that we need to prescribe, otherwise we are incurring the risk. Actually, it's, it's a bit of the opposite and the way we tested that is how you disclose your expectations. If, if you say you want to prescribe totally the scope, then you implement some sort of rigidity. And it's not bad, but there's another way. The other way is the scope of the contract. We, we implement what we call an evolving scope, an evolving financial evaluation framework, an evolving, even we tested an evolving financial proposal. We let vendors to to price their thing the way they are used to, and we convert that, that in a um, consumption-based basis of payment. So it's a bit of technical terms, but just to say that we build a lot of the flexibility in the solicitation. Mm -hmm. But how do we do that? Yeah. You know, I had this great conversation with my boss two years ago, and he said, I said, yeah, but you know, I'm stuck with the scope. He said, you stuck with the scope just because at the outset of the procurement process, you said that the scope is final. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I went in the, so finding the flexibility within the rules, I went in the regulations, I said, yeah, you're right. So how do we design any type of solicitation to, to be as flexible as possible? How do we do this? Yeah. Is at the beginning, you prescribe the procedural rule that gives you the flexibility you know you will be needing later. Mm -hmm. So at the beginning, I said, this is not, I will go back for the financial. So I build in the beginning all the flexibility I need for the future. And I'm, I'm okay because this is the rules and I'm following the rules. Yeah. We are doing that to ourselves. The rigidity in, in procurement, we are doing that to ourselves. Mm -hmm. There, we That could be so flexible. Mm -hmm. I say to my technical clients, the only thing that, joking, the only thing that agile procurement is not doing is the dishes. You can do <laughs> almost anything they need. 
but it's a discipline to challenge yourself to find the the flexibility within the rules because people, people think that procedure is the law yeah. question yourself where is it written i mean where is the real regulatory uh, boundaries mm. i invite you to to look for that because i can tell you that we have so much flexibility in procurement it's just we don't we are not used but there's a risk i could not say there's not a risk but mm. there's a way to manage the risk mm. oh that's that's fantastic so how is the center of expertise working to reduce barriers to either the procurement process for the suppliers or just in general? Uh, the center of expertise, I mean, Agile Procurement is only one pillar of the center of expertise. So we have other type of initiatives. Uh, one of it is scale up. So we have uh, initiatives that we do with private sector where we will be uh, um, producing a simplified, super simplified co contracting process to enable micro and small enterprise from underrepresented groups to have access to more contracts from, from SSE. But I would say that what is the most challenging for micro enterprise? You know, their reality, understanding our world. Yes. That, yes understanding I mean. how the process works and feeling that there's a lot of companies out there who understand the game and do it better than them. They feel that it's just too late or it's just too much work for them to even try. Exactly. So for a micro enterprise that is four employees or less or a small that is 50 less, could you just imagine trying to start understanding how and even though if you understand after that, you need to learn how to write good bids and then it's, is it still worth your time? Yeah. Uh, the decision to bid, no bid. So finding opportunities in the ocean of uh, bidding opportunities is also another challenge. Yeah. But 80% of them consider that the most important barrier is the complexity of our procurement process, okay. process so what we do is under agile procurement is uh, we don't ask for a technical proposal right mm. away they come to make a, a demonstration and we score that demonstration in accordance with the disclosed grid yeah. in the solicitation document and we set aside you know usually we execute multiple contracts in parallel for proof of concept okay. and based on the results of those contracts we pick the one that will move to deployment Okay. You know, that phase is very interesting because for them, you know, going to there, it's incremental. They don't have to invest 40K to write a comprehensive written proposal. Mm -hmm. They don't have to. Mm -hmm. They write just when they have the contract. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's fascinating. What are the challenges that you're facing with Agile procurement? Uh, so there are various, uh, how could I say, category of challenges that we are facing. So the, the first uh, challenge we're facing is the culture. The second challenge is how we implement the transparency with vendors. Mm -hmm. So the way we do this is we share a component of something uh, that will be instrumental in the solicitation. And we engage with them through uh, surveys, one-on-one -on -one sessions, not score. They just tell us what they think and uh, group sessions. And each time, one week or maximum two weeks after, we post what we call the What We Urge report. Mm -hmm. So the true collaboration process is about not consulting, but working with. We will not agree all the time, but we will be open all the time. So what we heard, what we think about it, what we intend to do about it. Mm -hmm. If we can make a change to the solicitation because of their feedback, we change yeah. it. If we cannot make a change, we explain why. Yeah. And we explain and we explain and we explain as often as it takes for them to understand. Yeah. It's a bit of you know, dealing with, with them with respect and understanding their reality. 
Yeah. But it's so rewarding. That's potentially the, the elements of Agile Procurement Process 3.0 that I like the most. Yeah. Communication is so important, being able to understand where the other person is coming from. If there is one thing you want listeners to take away from this, what would it be? I would like to transform that question, if you allow me. What would transform a contracting expert to an Agile Procurement expert, in my view? First, question your understanding of the rules. Try to find the flexibility within the rules. Second, one of the good practices, be generous with the vendors and explain. This example is not a surprise for you. Mm -hmm. So a contractor asks a question. So that typical answer is, as stated in, <laughs> see the answer there. And you know, if they ask the question, it's because you're not clear. But people feel that it's risky to explain. You know what? You will build trust with your vendors if you take the time to communicate with them. So find the flexibility within the rules. Be truly more transparent. Potentially the last thing, but it's, it's, it's just my, my personal uh, insight is, I find that this Agile Pokemon Process 3.0 has made me a better person. Yeah. Because it's about understanding the others. It's okay not knowing, it's okay. And so under the Agile process, we said many times, oh, we missed that. We made a mistake there. This is how we correct it. Mm -hmm. We don't try to hide stuff. So building the trust, it's also, uh, there's a bit of humility there. Mm -hmm. And But that humility build the trust with the vendors. That trend, internal transformation is also very rewarding. Wow, that's fantastic. Is there any call to action to listeners or if people who want to understand more about Agile procurement, what should they know? Uh, okay, okay, I see. Mm -hmm. uh, so everything we do is very horizontal. So if, if ever somebody would like to, uh, um, we, we offer some observer seats in, in some of our pilots when possible. So we cannot have everybody, but if, if because we have developed a lot of exercise to engage, uh, so we do that in a systematic way now. So yes, they, they can they can reach out to see uh, to learn more about. Um, we're not yet at the stage of having templates and guidance. So, you know, agile procurement it's it's based on agile mentality. So, it's based more on interactions than documentation. So I don't have example of template. I don't have guides in a year potentially if I get the funding to write all that. Mm. But that will change anyway. Yeah. Um, the way we develop the capacity it's having people coming to to do the stuff with us. So, but there's always an opportunity if it's uh, something that they are interested in experiencing. Mm -hmm. Definitely, um, they can reach us and uh, we can find a way to micro missions or differently to, to coach them. Mm -hmm. And thank you for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you come and share your knowledge with us. I was always curious to find out more and this opportunity is great for me and listeners to be able to get that bit of education and learn a bit more than we normally already have. So, thank you. Thank you everyone for listening. The quote of today is by Thomas A. Edison, who once said, there is a way to do it better, find it. <laughs> so in a way, it just shows you that there's a way to always rethink what you already know and find better ways of doing things and in doing so, improving what you're doing. Could I add one? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's a, a slogan from Nike, you know, the, the, the running shoes company. Yeah. We say, and we use that all the time. Let's do it. If you yeah. have an ID, just, just do it. Just try it. <laughs> I mean, start small, but just try it. Thinking two years about something. I mean, that would change anyways. 
you're right just do it you get the agile mindset <laughs> thank you thank you everyone for listening you can find the podcast on spotify and youtube just search for the supply chain ambassador podcast if you want to be a guest on the show you can find me on linkedin at the supply chain ambassador be sure to listen to my previous podcast where i talk with a representative from the treasury board of canada about green procurement don't miss an episode uh thank you for listening take care and goodbye <laughs>